Hola mi gente. The moment you've been waiting for is finally here. My brand new book, Financially Lit, is officially out. And I can't wait for you to get your copy. Inside this book, I'm bringing you culturally relevant and relatable personal finance advice that will allow you to finally feel seen, heard, and understood. Whether it's the guilt you feel from being the first person to make it while members of your family are still struggling, or the way that financial trauma manifests itself in negative and limiting beliefs around money, Financially Lit is here to guide you through it all. Just a few years ago, it was almost impossible to find personal finance books written for first-generation wealth-building Latinas. We have been forced to navigate the complicated world of money with a bunch of money books written by old white dudes who don't understand what it's like for us first-gen kids. But that stops right here, right now. Inside Financially Lit, you will learn how to set boundaries with your familia, with your dinero, create and pass on generational wealth, diversify and increase your income, protect yourself from financial abuse, navigate the complicated relationship between amor and dinero, invest like a white dude or better, and so much more. You can get your hard copy and audiobook version of Financially Lit at financiallylitbook.com and make sure to join our email list so you can find out when I'm stopping in a city near you for the Financially Lit book tour. See you soon. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Chispa means spark in the literal sense. And I think he talks about the spark that happens between two people. When you like somebody and you immediately click and you're like, I know we're going to be friends. And so there's a thing that click, like, I know I'm going to want to see this person again. And so that's a spark that happened between two people when you connect that chemistry, right? So that's chispa. It's also that chispa that we as Latino have in general, the energy, the passion as individual, but also as a community. We are also a very sparky community. We are loud, we dance at any occasion, we sing at any occasion, we make everything a big celebration. Celebration. I think Chispa is a good representation of who we are as a community and the relationship aspect, which obviously is important in our category. So what a perfect name, I think, the team found. That's how we came up with it. You're listening to Yo Quiero Dinero, a personal finance podcast for the modern Latina. I'm your host, Janice Torres, award-winning Latina personal finance expert. I didn't always have my financial shit together, but when I started looking for POC-friendly personal finance podcasts, I couldn't find any. And so Yo Quiero Dinero was born. On this show, I'll show you how to make dinero, how to keep your dinero, and most importantly, how to make it grow. Each week, I'm connecting you with the most brilliant minds in the world of money and business, so you can learn about investing, entrepreneurship, and building wealth. The best part? I'm dishing up all this knowledge with a sassy side of sazón. So if you're ready to be poderosa with your dinero, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in. Before we hop into today's conversation, I want to remind you to follow us on social. If you're loving this podcast and you want more community, you want to find out more about our events and all the stuff that we have going on behind the scenes, 
You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and everywhere else you love to hang out on the internet. If you're loving this podcast, please take a moment to leave us a review if you listen to us on Apple. It's the easiest way to share our podcast with people that you know and love, and it helps us get discovered by amazing listeners like you. So take a moment, leave us a review, share us with your friends and family, subscribe so that you never miss an episode, and make sure to check out our blog, YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com, where you can sign up for our email list and you'll never miss an episode. Plus, you get exclusive invitations to our live events, special discounts for our digital courses, and as always, our best personal finance tips and advice to help you be poderosa with your dinero. Thanks for listening. Now, let's get into the episode. Julia, welcome to the show. Excited to have you here. We're talking about an area of my life that is a little bit personal in the sense like I was part of this dating app scene and I actually have experience with the dating app that you helped create. So I can't wait to talk about this. But first off, let's do a quick introduction. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Awesome being here. Thank you so much for the invite. My name is Julia Stakolcic or Julia. I'm originally from Argentina and I work at Match Group. I'm a senior director of brand marketing for a group called Affinity Apps, where we develop, we create and we market apps that target different communities and by communities that can be race, ethnicity, culture, religious belief, etc. My role specifically within that group is I'm the head of Chispa, the number one dating app for Latinos in the U.S. So yeah, I started at Match six years ago before we launched Chispa. And that's one of those things where you are in the right place at the right time. And I think that dose of luck is always needed and you have to be there also and ready. That's a little bit of me. All right. So tell me more about your backstory. So when you were thinking about your career as an adolescent, what was the vision and how has that actually panned out? There have been very clear influences in my career. I wasn't clear on what I wanted in terms of defining a role or a title, but I had these strong visions of where I wanted to see myself. I'm going to tell you a couple of them. In my family, there are a lot of psychologists and therapists, mental health professionals who... That's interesting, especially being Latina. That's not really like... I'm from Argentina. So in the 80s, that was very, very common. There are jokes and songs about how many Argentinians became psychologists as a second career. Both my parents did that as a... My father was a dentist and my mom was a CPA. And then both after their divorce study psychology. And I think it was always interesting to me to see how they found or wanted to find explanations to every behavior, every mistake that you made when you talk, every answer. And to me, that was always fascinating. And I knew I loved that. And that's the part of consumer insights that I see now I brought to life in my career and in my domain. So I was always intrigued by that, not to the point where I wanted to become a full-time therapist, but where I knew I wanted to do something that had some relationship to that and understanding human behavior. 
that's part of that. The second part is my father was in a relationship for a very long time with someone, with this lady who worked at an advertising agency and she was a producer. She was the head of production and I could see her doing this very glamorous, fun thing about like shooting commercials, traveling. So I also knew I liked that and the creative part that appeared to have for me back then. So that was a second one. And then the third one, I don't know if you ever watched this movie called Working Girl from like 30 years ago, or maybe more. <laughs> There's this image, there are these images of her getting into an office, wearing a suit and a suitcase, big windows overlooking the city. And I had that like, oh my God, I kind of want that. So those were, I think, some defining influences in the career choice I made. In Argentina at the time, advertising was a very, very new career. There weren't a lot of schools that were teaching that. I found out that the advertising career also included classes in psychology and psychology relative to audiences and consumers. Again, I was always intrigued by that. So I was like, okay, maybe this is what I have to do. And that's how I really went to school to study advertising. Then I came to the U.S. on a two-month trip on a vacation 29 years ago. And 29 years later, we are doing this podcast. <laughs> I came with my ex-boyfriend. I wanted to learn English. I asked for a leave of absence at my advertising agency, which was my job at the time, as I was going to school. And then life happened and I stay. I realized two months wasn't enough to learn English. But I think most importantly, what kept me here was the learning process. I was learning so much from the people I was meeting, people that had nothing to do with what my context was back home. And I realized all these people that initially would have nothing to do with me had so much to teach someone who came here without English, without knowing anyone, without money. So I really enjoy the process and the adventure. And then again, life happened and I landed a job at an advertising agency, this wonderful lady who had never met me. We only talk over the phone. She recommended me. So I did a lot of my professional career working at multicultural ad agencies that specialize in helping big brands and products connect with Hispanic audiences, multicultural in general, but primarily U.S. Hispanic. So I have worked with fantastic brands and fantastic products throughout my career before I started my role with Match. Okay, that's a pretty interesting career trajectory. And I think it's reflective of an experience that a lot of Latinas have, especially if you're the first one in your family to pursue the American dream and all these things. It can feel very much like you are a fish out of water. And I think a lot of what we don't necessarily realize, but that has a big influence on us is the people that we meet, right? The networking, the opportunities that you get just from talking to people. And I think it's very much like dating. It's like, you never know what you're going to connect on with somebody until you start sharing your experiences and your stories. So I think it's almost a little ironic that you ended up in this realm now where you basically built your career on connections. I believe in human connection. If it wasn't for the people that I met along the way, I wouldn't have been able to have the job I have right now, the network I have right now. I truly believe in the power of paying attention and taking advantage of the moments and the people and the opportunities, even if they don't present themselves as formal opportunities. These people at the beginning of my life in the US, like you said, I had no one. 
they taught me basic survival skills. What more profound and life-changing than that? And I absolutely believe I wouldn't be the person I am today without that immigrant experience. To your point, I think feeling like fish out of the water happens to so many of us for different reasons. So many of us Latinas, U.S. Latinas for different reasons, whether that's skin color, accent, language, choices, mm -hmm. language, personal, professional decisions that we make. We are going to be judged by some people for certain things, by others for other things. And it's hard not to let that influence your life. But I think that at some point you have to realize how rich your offering is and your experiences and how much you can impact a business, an organization, people, a team. So yeah. I love that. So I have a question because I deal with a lot of people who are interested in starting businesses, right? And primarily people of color. What I find is that there is this perception where if you are marketing to a specific group, let's say Latinos, that you are creating a business that is intentionally going to stay small or that you're creating a business that is going to make others feel isolated. What is your opinion on leaning headfirst with the cultural identity that you want to serve? I think it has to start before that. It has to start with what is the need that this product comes to solve. Sometimes we have human needs and Latinos have many of the same human needs or the African community or the black community or the Asian community or the Jewish community or the Christian community. So I think generally you have to determine why you're creating this product, what need you're trying to solve and who this product can benefit the most. Sometimes you are going to arrive to a demographic definition. This product will help the most people who are 18 to 34, people who live in urban areas, people who are married, people who have kids, people who are... So there's a lot of definitions that you will be able to... Like, who is your persona? So I don't think it departs from, I want to have a product that I will market to Latinos. It starts with your product idea and with your brand and who your brand is going to represent and what needs your products are going, is going to solve. Then you start adding layers to this persona, psychographic layers. This is a person who's a go-getter. This is an introvert. This is a social butterfly. This is a driven woman. And so you start adding these other layers. But I think the process needs to be thought out starting from you can't push a product to users who don't have a need or are not thinking about it. Yes, it's true that nowadays there is a market for pretty much anything and everything because there's a lot more opportunities to tailor products and messages to specific audiences. But I think it's important, Janice, to your point is you don't define that just looking at your audience is the relationship between your product and the audience that should determine that. Now, if you ask me if you're limiting this to Latinos or not, or multicultural audiences or not, is there a need for your product in the mainstream or to other communities? Is there enough value in your product for the Latino community or the multicultural community where you can have a successful business without necessarily trying to market 
things to audiences that are not needing them. And so there's a fundamentals of marketing that I think apply regardless of the audience, but that will help you define an audience for your business. Who are you helping and why should be the forefront? The of purpose, what right? People don't yeah. need stuff. Sometimes you can create a need and that's a valid approach too, but it needs to come from a genuine intent of solving whatever white space you're seeing. Yeah. Okay. So when I was in my dating phase earlier this year, Chispa was one of the apps that I downloaded. And it was specifically because I typically exclusively date Latino men. And so when I was looking at the other options that are out there, things like Bumble or Hinge or Tinder, I not only heard a lot of like horror stories, which we won't get into from just other people who are using the app, but it also just felt like it was trying to cast a much wider net. Whereas Chispa was like, this is the dating app for Latinos. So like, I don't have to question if I'm going to find Latino men on this app, right? It just made logical sense. So when you guys were thinking about creating this app, what were those deficiencies that you saw in the existing marketplace when it came to other dating apps? And how have you built in, you know, a difference with G Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online store shop phase to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dinero, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dinero now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dinero. I don't necessarily believe we see these things as deficiencies rather than there is a desire to date within a specific group. So, you know, Latinos, we have been fighting for generations to belong, to be accepted, to have the 
rights and access to the choices everyone else has. So our message should never be, you should only use Chispa. You should use any other app, and that's the advantage of our category Two people use many dating apps at the same time, three, four, five at the same time. So there isn't like, oh, if you're buying my car brand this week, you're not buying another one next week. Here is everybody can be on there. And so I think the promise with a product like this, first of all, is we're going to, like you said, help you meet people who can connect with you at a level that for you is important. The same could be we have a general Christian app. It could be for you faith could be important. And so you may be on these other apps you mentioned, but you're also like, okay, this will help me without that first thing that for you is really, really important, which is you only date Latinos, whatever the, your reasons are. Obviously reasons we believe in, otherwise we wouldn't have a Latino dating app, but we absolutely believe in the power of connecting through your roots and your culture and your experiences as a bicultural person, as a bicultural Latino. So we absolutely believe there is power in creating connections based on that. But I think that starts from, first of all, is there an opportunity? Do Latinos or any other group have a desire to meet people within their same group? And so what we do is we do a lot of market analysis to understand how many other groups exist, how many, how much conversation there are about Latinos wanting to meet other Latinos. This could be groups in any other platform that exists, blogs, but really how much there is out there that tells us, in addition to obviously there are enough single Latinos and obviously there's an opportunity there. There's also not another dating app at the time marketing actively to US Latinos or being designed for US Latinos, I should say. So I think it starts from seeing that opportunity, but also understanding that there is a market. There are already people who would be interested in dating or meeting people within their own affinity group. So it's not really a deficiency, but rather, okay, here's an opportunity. All these people could be using mainstream apps, but also for many of them, it may be a really important thing to connect with others who have the same roots or share similar roots. And then how do we think about it differently? And then you start thinking about your dating journey as a Latino. What are the things that could tell our users, our community, that we are made for them. And that can include wings relative to humor. The first thing that we ever did in terms of the product, we launched already with the ability to show your roots, to show flags, to show more than one, because many on our community are either American, Mexican-American, Salvadorian-American, but we also have Dominican-Cuban, Puerto Rican, Cuban, Puerto Rican, Dominican. We have so many people who are from two roots and consider themselves proud of that. And so that was very unique for the app. But then the first thing we did that was really, I think, and changed the way we look at this and our opportunities was our partnership with the Tragos game, where we adapted all the questions in the game and created new ones so that people could answer that as part of their profiles. And so if I was looking at your profile, I could see if you and I answer the questions the same way. And so I could tell if our experience asked by cultural Latinos was similar, and maybe that could be a conversation starter. And so we started looking for not just tone and relevant messaging, but also relevant partners and relevant organizations that could make it very clear to our community 
that everything we are doing is going to be driven by what's important to the community, what's meaningful to the community. Now that says our community is also American, is this 200%, right? So there are things that are relevant to us as humans, and we also include them. For example, if you look at our stickers or our prompts in the app, you'll see that we have many that are culturally relevant, the Orchata Life theme, corn over flower, Bad Bunny fan. We have all those, but we also have things like spiritual, transgender, non-binary, outdoorsy. And so we try to be a good reflection and a good representation of our true biculturalism, the people who are really the aquí y de allá. And I don't think there were any other apps with that understanding, with that sensitivity and that passion to be a true reflection of the diversity of our community. I absolutely can agree as a user. I felt like this was a space where I could lean into my heritage in a way that I just didn't even feel I had the tools to do on other apps, you know? So I thought that was a very cool approach. I'm curious, you know, when you're launching a new dating app, like how do you even start marketing this? I don't really see commercials for these things. So like, how do people start finding out about these apps? I think dating apps are probably slightly different than many most categories in terms of you're really marketing a community. So it's hard to go and say, hey, come to Chispa if there's no one on Chispa. And so the first process for any social app is what we call seeding the community, meaning we will bring people in before we start any brand marketing. So there are tools that you can use to do this through performance marketing, um, through waiting list, sign up and be told. We also have many other apps and dating products that we knew had many Latinos for whom it would be important or interesting to know that we were launching this product so we could also source from there. So the first thing, dating app again, is a different category than building another business, but it would be, I think, a similar approach to what you would do, for example, with pre-orders, where you are trying to first get your order in your confirmation before you actually have inventory sitting there and waiting. And so I think it's a little bit of you try to first go through a pre-order round of users and then you source again. You don't go and launch a dating app big and like to everybody without already having built a community in the app. Because if you go to the app and there are not enough people, it's not really that fun. <laughs> yes, it's very true. It's like walking into a bar and there's two people sitting at that bar. You're like, what are, exactly, what are we going to do? Exactly, exactly. So, you know, that is a, what we call liquidity of people coming in the app. This is one of those things where coming every day matters, matters for the experience and matters for everybody in the community. Yeah. So how does one join the Chispa app? Is it a matter of downloading it, creating your profile? What's that look like? So yes, you download it for free. The app has a freemium model like that you would know for YouTube or Spotify or any music platform or many of the streaming platforms as well, where our basic services, meaning swiping, looking for profiles, creating. So you would use your phone number and your email to create your account. And again, that would be a basic account that will allow you to swipe through profiles. It will allow you to match with people who have or will swipe right on you as well. 
it allows for messaging as well. So that's our basic service. Then we have a couple of subscription services. One of them is a premium service that allows you to skip the advertising in the app. And that allows you to rewind in case you gave somebody a left, but you were too quick and the image got stuck in your head and you're having second thoughts, allowing to rewind is going back in somebody that you may have skipped. And it allows you a certain number of what we call consumables or a la carte products, which are boosting your profile, which is making your profile more visible or our super chispas, which in other apps are called super likes. So the other person will see that you already gave them a like. So it increases your chances of matching with somebody of connecting. And then we have a, another level of subscription that's our elite level, which offers all the services that premium has in addition to the ability to see who already swipe right on you, which is our most popular service as the one everybody wants, because everybody wants to know who I may match. And that's already there. That's already decided to swipe right on you. And so obviously the more time you invest in them, the higher your chances of succeeding. So spending time, creating a good profile, using the tools that we are giving, we have tons of filters that can help you self-identify. Are you looking to have kids? What relationship intent do you have? Are you looking for serious, for a casual, for a friendship? So we have a bunch of filters. We have a bunch of stickers for self-identification. We have written prompts and we also have voice prompts to let that person hear a little bit of your vibe. I like that. That adds a personal Yeah. Touch. And obviously our photos. Now, recently we launched the ability to actually make your profile verified. So asking people to take a picture in real time and upload it so that they'll get the verified badge to make sure we continue with the work that we do all the time to prevent scams or anything like that or fake profiles. And so, yes, yeah, so I think it's one of those things where, like you said, you have to be open. Like we said at the beginning of this conversation, you don't know if you don't swipe, you don't know if you don't chat, you don't know until you try. Somebody gave me this analogy for a different situation years ago around watering your plants or the seeds that you plant. Not always they're going to grow, but if you don't water them, chances are they will not grow. So you actually have to water them. Some may grow, some will not grow. If you don't water them, 100% of them will not grow. And so there's this line that I heard much years ago that said, look for reasons to say yes instead of the no buts, right? And so, yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Tell me about the name. How did you guys come up with the name Chispa and what does it mean? I think Chispa is a wonderful representation of so many things. It's a very charge. There was a name exploration we did. There were other names that we considered, but obviously you want the short, the cheeky, the one that will, it's ownable to wrap being in Spanish gave us that too. Chispa means spark in the literal sense. And I think it talks about the spark that happens between two people. When you like somebody and when you like somebody, I don't mean necessarily a romantic relationship. Sometimes you meet a new friend and you immediately click and you're like, I know we're going to be friends. And so there's a thing that click, like, I know I'm going to want to see this person again. And so that's a spark that happened between two people when you connect that chemistry, right? So that's Chispa. It's also that chispa that we as Latino have in general, 
the spark, the energy, the passion, just as individual, but also as a community, we are also a very sparky community. We are loud, we dance at any occasion, we sing at any occasion, we make everything a big celebration. Meeting your parents can be a 17 people dinner with the entire family. And so I think Chispa is a good representation of who we are as a community of who we are as individuals, what's on our DNA, and the relationship aspect, which obviously is important in our category. So what a perfect name, I think, the team found and, you know, short and, and very ownable. So yes, that's uh, how we came up with it. I love the name and I just really love seeing more and more companies leaning into showing up for our community because I feel like for so long, like you mentioned, we kind of had to find our place. We've had to accept what's out there and then find our spot in there. Whereas now it feels like a lot more companies are really understanding the value of talking to us directly and creating products that we really connect with on a different level. And I think it's because they've realized how loyal Latino consumers are in general. You know, once my mom is hooked on a brand, like that's the brand for her. You're going to have a very hard time convincing her to change her mind when she's had a good experience with that. And I find that is the case with a lot of Latino consumers. I think younger generations are a bit more exploratory, but I think what you say is absolutely right in terms of loyalty, but also I think in our community, word of mouth, it's a really powerful marketing channel and, and one you want to be very mindful. And because again, the friends recommendations, the family recommendations are extremely powerful in our community. And so we are very influential people within our community and our recommendations, but we also happen to be very influential people outside of our community. We have influenced food and, and fashion and culture and flavor profiles, etc. So the power of touching somebody's life and for that to have this ripple effect, you can never quantify enough the value of each person that's speaking positively about you and your brand. So, and to your point about celebrating the community and doing things, I think in my journey, which is, even though I dedicated most of my career to this consumer, this group, this has been a completely different role. And the amount of people I've met, business owners, entrepreneurs, founders, creators that we have worked with and partnered with which is from Millennial Loteria, Chingona Inc., The Bloomy, Trago, Sagli Primo, like the amount of incredibly talented and brave Latino entrepreneurs that have created a business based on their culture, highlighting their culture and succeeding because they are Latinos, not in spite of being Latinos. And so it's just so inspiring. I don't think I saw this a couple of decades ago and it's wonderful to see all these people honoring their roots and creating successful businesses that their community supports. Yeah, it's a brilliant time to be a Latino entrepreneur. And I'm excited to continue to watch the journey for Chispa. What is next on the horizon? We have a new brand campaign that will be launching soon. You're getting a preview news from me because we haven't announced it yet. But we have a new brand campaign that I'm extremely excited about. It's our first big brand campaign, and it's really leaning on this fact that we are Latinos. We love our roots. 
but there's so much more to us than just being Latinos. We are humans and we have to talk to the full 200% of our identities, not just go all the way stereotypical just because that's what we know. Like we're talking about people, if we're talking about most 18 to 34, which are the majority of GSPA users, this group has been primarily born or raised, born and raised in the U.S. They are very American as well. So in relationships, our culture and identity is important and we have a two sides to our identity and it's important that we celebrate both of them. And so our new brand campaign, it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to that. So that should come out towards the end of the month or early November. And we have a few really cool group of people that have participated in this brand campaign. So looking forward to sharing that with you. We have a new set of stickers in the app that are also coming up to honor that. We just launched a new collection a couple of weeks ago to honor Hispanic Heritage Month. That is so awesome and it's inspired in what our users told us. We survey our users and we ask them, what part of your roots make you you? And they told us, I'm extra welcoming. I love my, my playita vibes, etc." And so we created a whole collection on that. But we have a new coming out. We're going to take over some areas, some exciting areas, hopefully in Miami soon uh, with some fun out of home. So we are doing a new brand campaign. But in addition to that, we are very focused. I'm not sure if you know around our community efforts. So we've done a lot around this year around financial literacy, different partnerships. And we also done a lot this year around emotional well-being and emotional wellness. So we partner with different people, different spokespeople, created content around self-care, emotional wellness, body acceptance, self-love, mindfulness, etc. And so we will continue our community efforts next year. We have an advisory council that is formed by some amazing activists in the community, people who have made a difference, a huge difference and continue to do in their communities or in our community, I should say. And so we have a, already our regroup scheduled with them to look into next year, but definitely the two areas that we will be looking to activate as strongly as we did this year for our community efforts will be political representation because it's a, an election year. An election so year. we absolutely yeah. look forward to continuing our partnership with Voto Latino to register Latinos to vote. And the other area for us that will be important to highlight next year will be education, formal and informal. And so we will be looking at partners and organizations to create some tools and some resources to help advance the community. And that's everything that we do around just support for the community and impacting our people beyond dating because if you're not well emotionally it's hard to find a significant other if you're not well financially it's hard to have a healthy relationship so there are many things that may impact your ability to find a romantic relationship or make a meaningful connection so we try to make sure we also have a role there and help amplify uh, voices we just launched this week an effort around latina equal pay day and i'm incredibly proud we were able to do something like that as a brand. We were just featured on an industry magazine, a marketing magazine, and the reporter told me this is the first time I get a pitch from a brand 
that is actually talking about Latina Equal Pay Day. And so it's wonderful to see that we are able to do it and hopefully it inspire other brands and other people to talk about it. Uh, these are all important subjects. I absolutely love that multifaceted approach that you're taking. And I can't help but think that it's because there's an incredible Latina like yourself at the head of this. That is actually the approach that's being taken. You know, I think it's one thing to have a group of people identify that there's a market need. But I think when you have that personal connection with the community and you can really speak to it from that first person lens, you can really serve in a way that is super authentic. And so I can see that y'all are doing that. And I'm so excited for your continued success. And I want to thank you so much for being on the show. And we will link all of the resources that we talked about. You can go ahead and download the Chispa app and tell your primas, tell whoever has been looking for somebody, you know, there's options out here, girls. So all you got to do is download this app. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you are ready to take your dinero to the next level, sign up for our free 14-page guide, The Financially Lit Latina, the ultimate blueprint for becoming poderosa with your dinero. This 14-page guide includes our best tips on money mindset, budgeting, debt repayment, career, investing, financial independence, side hustles, and more. And you can get it completely free. So to get your copy of the Financially Lit Latina, just head over to YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com slash start. That's YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com slash start and start transforming your dinero story today. Until next time, stay empowered, stay inspired, and stay poderosa. On the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general information purposes only and does not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Listeners should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. We assume no responsibility for information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liability with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liability for errors, inaccuracies, omissions or misleading or defamatory statements. Usage of this podcast and associated contents constitutes an explicit understanding and acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer.